Welcome to Warriors Off Court. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer, Connor Letourneau. Want to have a say in what we cover? We want to know what you want to hear. We want to make our podcast better at The Chronicle, and who better than to tell us how to do that than you? Take a quick survey at sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey, and if you complete it, you'll be entered in a drawing for one of five $100 gift cards. It's short, and we really want to know what you think. That's sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. On today's episode of Warriors Off Court, I'm joined by Warriors point guard Jeremy Pargo, who signed a 10-day contract with Golden State when the team was rounding out its roster earlier this month after a chaotic trade deadline. Pargo is not your typical player on a 10-day. He's 33, and after making millions overseas, is not worried about carving out a career in the NBA. Fresh off a stint with the Warriors G League affiliate in Santa Cruz, Pargo is just trying to enjoy the moment. He began with explaining how he got that call. I got the call. I was on my way to Sioux Falls uh, to play against uh, uh, the Miami Heat G League yeah. team. We had a layover in Denver. As I land in Denver, I get a phone call from uh, our GM, Ryan, uh, in the G League. And he was telling me, uh, asked me where I was. I, obviously, I'm, hey, I'm in the airport headed to Denver. Yeah. Um, I mean, leaving Denver to Sioux Falls. And he say, uh, don't get on the flight. Uh, don't get on the flight. So yeah, uh, the, the Warriors just signed you to a 10 day. So I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure I heard it correctly. So, Did that kind of come out of nowhere? Uh, completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Completely out of nowhere. Yeah, 100%. Was that, that had to be a pretty nice, you know, surprise. It was a, it was a, a shocking moment. It was a, oh, what the crap moment. But, you know, it was a. A good moment in itself, you know. Was that Thursday afternoon? Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you literally, did you just fly back to San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. By Stayed yourself? in Denver, flew back to San Francisco. Uh, they put jumped in, in a, a car. To, jumped in a car to Santa Cruz to get some uh, some things and came back the next morning. And they put you up in a hotel mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so it's been a few years since you've been in the NBA. A uh, few is what? What is what seven is years? No, no. A few is called like a two, like two years, right? Three you or think four. A few, three or four years. So it's been, it's been what, seven a, years. More than, yeah, it's been more than a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but in that time, you've, you've had success overseas. Um, so kind of just take me through what the decision to go overseas um, and, and how that, that period was for you. Uh, the decision to go overseas was, um, you know, I, I was I was offered a unique position to go to Russia and play for uh, Ederay Messina, who was the assistant for the Spurs, who's back in Italy coaching right now. Um, so I had an opportunity to go do that, and, you know, I chose to, to do that and, and you know, and in hopes of bettering my career and, and you know, bettering my situation as a whole. Um, then, um, you know, turned into, you know, just playing well in certain situations and growing and growing over there. So, you know, it was opportunity after opportunity and just wanted to do my best to, you know, capitalize. Did you kind of... Did you kind of think that you could play out the rest of your career overseas or did you always kind of have that itch to get back stateside? Um, for one, growing up in America, you always have an itch to play here in the States. And, um, you know, sometimes you're close and, you know, you, you want to give, exhaust every opportunity to, to be where you want to be. Um, but as I was over there, I didn't have any thoughts of like, hey, I'm, I want to go back to the NBA. I'm in the NBA. I want the NBA. No, my, my goal while I was playing that was to win. Right. And, you know, if finishing my career over here is what I got to do in terms of being overseas, then I was okay with it. Um, and then it just got to the point where they're making the season longer overseas, and it's just like, ah, 
10 month seasons out of, they had 10 month seasons out of America is really tough so you know it was uh like just with the Euro League because they with add on the, with like the Euro League and the local leagues over there. Yeah, local, Euro League is before both, right? uh, our local league, so yeah. Um, so it's, it's, is it even more of a grind than the NBA in some ways? It is because I mean here you have family and friends as an outlet. You know, you have a bad game, you have an outlet right. with family and friends uh, over there. If you don't have fam a family over there, you you have your teammates, and a lot of those guys have family, so obviously they can't babysit you. If you right, <laughs> you know so. Did you have family travel no. with you ever? No, no kids or anything. So right. Yeah. So it could be, it could be tough being over there for ten months at a time. What went into the decision to, to come to the G League a couple um, years ago and then? A couple years ago, um, well, a couple years ago was funny because my brother was coaching in uh, with the Winter City Bulls, Genera. and yeah. my whole thought was, uh, hey, after this China season, I can go back to to the to the to home and play in America, play in the G League. Um, yeah. My brother was coaching. It was an opportunity to play for him. He was an assistant coach. It was an opportunity to play for him. Uh, it was an opportunity to play in Chicago. Right. And I hadn't played in the States in five years at the time. Yeah. Five. So, you know, it was an opportunity to, to play in the States, play for my brother, and play at home. So um, I was on the phone with my brother, and I was like, yo, where are you guys in the, the draft pool? And they were yeah. like 13th. So he was like, yeah, if we, if we, if we, if you entered the, the draft pool right now, we couldn't get you. I don't know if 13 teams are going to pass up on you, so yeah. it's probably not best to do it. Then um, um, I got a call from from uh, my agent, Reggie Brown, and he was like, uh, you know, are you – because he didn't even know I was thinking about doing a G League because it was me and my brother talking right. about it. And he was uh, – so are you really thinking about doing a G League? I was like, yeah. I mean, it's a chance to play. You know, I play basketball anyway. I don't really care. Right. And um, he's like uh, – well, the Warriors got the, the the next spot to take anyone that enters the pool, and, and they want to talk to you about it. And that's when I got on the phone with Aaron Miles, and he laid it out for me, and, and he was really honest about things, and I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I decided to do it and had a great time. The 12 games I played, I really enjoyed playing there, playing in the States, having fun. Um, one of the best moments is we played in Memphis and my auntie was able to come to the game, which my auntie's probably seen me play two times in my career, ever. Your, your auntie, you said? Yeah, my auntie. Oh, okay. She lives in Memphis, so. You're very close to her? I'm, I'm pretty close to my auntie, yes. She was able to come to the game, and just the simple fact of seeing her there, having fun on the court, playing with great guys. Yeah. You know, I was really happy in the moment. Then I was offered a really big opportunity overseas after, in that same season, after the G League finished. Was it because you had a good season? With uh, it's because it's probably more so because they knew me. I yeah. played for Maccabi before. Yeah. They needed a point guard. They, they wanted a point guard. Um, went over there. We actually won a championship, and I was offered a pretty nice deal to go yeah. back. So I went back. Are we talking seven figures? Uh, Close. Pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little more than A little seven, bit more than the G League. Little, no, a little bit more than seven figures. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> We'll have more of my conversation with Jeremy Pargo right after the break. Just been over there at that time was just, it was a rough season, and it was just times where I would just prefer to be at home. Not thinking of money, just thinking of being happy. That yeah, the, were you, you know, would you say you were down during that time? Just kind of uh, like I dealt with an injury, and then uh, one coach, the coach that I went to play for was fired. Um, and then, you know, things that really shake your way all the time. So, was What I, was the injury? Uh, back, a back injury. Like lower back yeah. injury? Um, and so did you have to miss time? And yeah, I missed some time. Um, team didn't do as well as we hoped. 
at the through, through that period. Uh, so they made I changes. imagine that lifestyle can get pretty isolating too, right? I mean, okay. I mean, you, you just kind of have your teammates and your <laughs> FaceTime. It yeah, might get old. For sure. Um, so you were you were kind of feeling that. Yeah, and then um, you know, with with the staff that's in place in Santa Cruz is the same staff of outside of Aaron Miles. Yeah. That was there when I was there a couple of years ago. Was really happy, and you know, I just give them. I would uh, occasionally talk to Ryan about things, and talk to Mike Lee, Coach Weems about things, just to see how things were going. And, right. You know, I, I told him, I, I asked him, uh, would they be interested in having me back this coming season? And uh, like, yeah, and, and things fell into place, and I was able to go there. And, you know, it was about being happy. You know, a lot yeah. of it was about being happy. Were you happier? Yeah, you, for sure. Was it just being stateside? That's that's. That's a lot to do with it, but also the the, the group surrounding I'm this entire organization, G yeah. League and NBA is uh, you know it's pretty unique. It's pretty pretty special. Group I've been to Santa Cruz quite a bit, and they have a good thing going there. Yeah. like it's they sell out every game. Special it's a good special group of special group of coaches, special group of guys all around, and uh, you know just fortunate to be in the situation. So was was that even on your radar when you went back to Santa Cruz of like trying to get a call up? It or, wasn't really. It wasn't. It was. Did, did you kind of feel like? at your age that maybe they would give that to younger guys or was that a hundred percent yeah it wasn't my thought at all I mean I was okay with it and you know just go play basketball try and help some of the young guys along the way and enjoy my time you know what did was it was it kind of fun you know helping bring along guys like Smiley and um Jordan Poole and I I had fun with Smiley on a daily basis Smiley's (laughs) Smiley's a funny guy yeah and then we did have Jordan down for a couple games and um I think he picked up on some things that really helped him when he got back up here. Uh, Kai being down and, and being able to play big minutes up here has helped him a lot. So, you know, being able to talk to those guys and, and the biggest part of the enjoyment with that is that they take it in, they listen. You know, they're not say, oh, man, you're not this or you're not that. They they, they listen and, and, you know, I think they try and apply. Did they tell you when Golden State brought you in on the two, 10 day, did they tell you what went into that decision? Uh, I know they need another point guard. I mean, I'm 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 the oldest guy here, so I'm right. pretty sure I need to try and help where I can. And I'm a, I, I like that, you know. Um, one day I, I want to be a coach, so being able to you know be hands on at an early stage helps a little bit. So kind of being the elder statesman, even though it can help. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'm sure the fact that they knew you and and liked you and and. And, and that sort of thing went a long way too. Hopefully, I, I hope it did. <laughs> uh, so, what's the goal? What's the goal now? Is it just ride out this ten day, get another ten day, um, and enjoy the moment, the and, and hopefully just keep building on, on what's happening now? You know, and help where I can. Do you have an idea of how much longer you want to play? Until the wheels fall off. Yeah. Yeah. Until You'd the be down fall to play to like in your late thirties. Until the wheels fall off. <laughs> and you said you want to coach after this? Yeah. Do you know what what kind of coach you'd want to be? Is it like high school, college, um, pro? Ah, recruiting as a college coach can be tough. Yeah, can be very tedious and irritating. Yeah, um, but teaching at that age is a is a is a is a thing that's interesting. You know, teaching period. Um, yeah, with the NBA getting so much younger, teaching in NBA, coaching in the NBA is like coaching in college at a, at yeah. to an extent. And your brother's so, with the Blazers, Blazers yeah, now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, is he enjoying that? He's loving it, actually, yeah. 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 Um, do you – talking to guys who played overseas, all of them seem to have some sort of crazy story of something they've experienced. Crazy story? Do you have any crazy stories of, of your time overseas? I mean, you were playing at a higher level, so uh, this is probably not – In what sense? Well, I've heard stories of, like, 
fireworks going off or like you know oh, I mean stuff like they that. They let off flares in the, in gyms with no problem. Yeah. So yeah. that's normal. Um, some gyms they they don't have a no cigarette smoking inside, so you go in the gym and the entire rafters are filled with cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, you play like it's normal life. <laughs> yeah. <And> so <laughs> but yeah. that's nothing. Nothing. Um, I mean. In Turkey, they threw a bunch of lighters and batteries at us. I hit a game on a shot at the buzzer, and they threw a lot of things at us. We, yeah. The video's on, on YouTube, actually. You can you can <laughs> see us running out of the gym. We hit the shot. We celebrate for probably five seconds before the Was it the against a rival team? It was against uh, Galatasaray in Turkey. So They're one of the better Turkish teams. Uh, they threw a lot of things at us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what, what happened with your previous stops in the NBA? Was it just numbers crunch type situation? Uh... I think it was a numbers thing in Cleveland. I'm not sure. Um, Do you look back on those experiences and, and think maybe you could have done something differently? Or? Uh, the Memphis experience, I could have I could have been better 100% in the Memphis situation. Um, How so? Um, just being more prepared. Uh, the lockout was uh, – the lockout helped create a lot of bad habits basketball-wise. Yeah. So, you know. Um, you were hanging out too much? And no, 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 yeah. nothing like that. Just like um, in terms of playing the game. Just okay. Just playing the game the right way and pick up and play it a lot differently than you play an actual game. So, but nothing about hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Nothing like that. Um, yeah. I'm a gym rat. I love the gym. I can do this all day. So. Right. Nothing of that nature at all. Cool, man. Yeah. Really nice to meet you. Yes, Wish you the best. Thank you. Happy for you. Our thanks to Jeremy Pargo for joining me on the podcast. It was great hearing about his circuitous route back to the NBA. And please, don't forget our podcast survey, sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. If you complete it, you'll be entered in a drawing for one of five $100 gift cards. Warriors Off Court is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support Warriors Off Court in the newsroom that creates it by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.